0: okay hello welcome to we are cosmic nature the podcast my name is kelsey and we're keeping it real real over here i have so much inspiration and messages and wisdom that are like ready to flow through which is why this podcast uh might not be as (laughs) fancy i guess as other ones uh but what matters is is there's lots to talk about and as we move into the aquarian age we are remembering our authenticity. We're remembering the power of community as well. And uh, Aquarius rules the higher mind and uh, really our connection to source in a way that's kind of more of a Pisces thing, but in terms of information and innovation and really taking that connection and putting it through the world. So, you know, we can look at Pisces for that oneness. And almost as we kind of retrograde through the chart, um, where that oneness is um, is displayed through that Aquarian energy in terms of connection in community and receiving ideas and taking action and moving it forward. uh you know, we look back to tribal times, um you know, ancient civilizations where, information was processed and shared, uh, and wisdom was, um, moved through the community through story and through sharing and through communicating. And that's a huge part of this podcast is, um, feeling connected and feeling, uh, you know, maybe a resonance and a remembering with the stories that are shared, on this podcast, so today I have a conversation with one of my really good friends, Taylor Chapman, who has completed her studies in feng shui with a feng shui master, I believe um, is the title, and she's learned so much. She's put so much work into this, and we talk about how we as humans and us uh, individual, like me and Taylor, we share stories uh, in this way about how we intuitively know how when you walk into a space you know you can feel the energy in the room and perhaps you are also a sensitive individual and you've recognized different spaces or different homes that you walked into and you're like either things are flowing and the night's good and the vibe's good and and the energy is good or something, it just isn't aligning. And really, we all have our own personal needs in terms of our space. So, uh, you know, we all have our own, I, I speak about um, in, the, in the episode, you know, our physical needs and our emotional needs. Well, our spatial needs is a thing too. So we're talking about feng shui today. And it's such a beautiful, ancient uh, teaching. And I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation we um taylor mentioned you know there's only so much she can share in terms of like specifics for the collective because it really does come down to the individual so um she'll talk about my year which is uh the year of the monkey and and what's coming up but it's worth digging a little bit of Um, digging in a little bit and and finding out what year you were born in terms of the uh, Chinese zodiac or the lunar new year. She um, describes uh, her um, sort of branch of feng shui. It's called the flying star. So Yeah, it's, it's worth knowing (laughs) for this year, because there might be certain elements or directions and um, things, you know, that you can bring into your space to help your frequency align with the frequency of 2023 um, to the best of your ability. So I hope you enjoy this episode and um, we will see you on the next one. Okay, so I have one of my dear friends, Taylor, who I call Tay all the time, on here (laughs) to share her wisdom and her magic with the listeners. So welcome, Tay. Thanks for coming and chatting.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, feng shui today, which is something that I uh connected with honestly from a young age I remember being like seven or eight and like I found a feng shui book at the library and I started rearranging my room based on whatever I could gather from like eight years old and like I would put toys uh in certain places in my room so that the energy wouldn't like escape wrong or come in wrong or like bounce off the mirror wrong so I'm just so happy that well I'll I'll let Tay introduce herself but that you've dove so deep into this topic and we're gonna like nerd out on it so welcome would you like to share a little about yourself and how you found your way to feng shui (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely and also I love that you were such a conscious child I was definitely not doing that at eight years old so <laughs> kudos to you my future child is like that <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so basically my name is Taylor like Kelsey said how I got into feng shui so I've really been interested in energetics and spirituality and really anything to do with the home from a young age, you know, while Kelsey was over there feng shuiing her, her space, I guess was a, I was doing that in some sort of way. You know, I was always rearranging my room and always moving my posters around and always wanting to like paint things. Like at one point, my room was half bubblegum pink and half neon green, but <laughs> the story for another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that, you know, from a young age, I've really been into that kind of stuff. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I became a homeowner, and I really wanted to create a home that was not only aesthetically beautiful, but energetically as well. Um, We had lived in a house before that didn't have the best energy, and I knew there was some stuff going on there, and I really didn't want to bring that um, into our new house, and I knew that this was going to be a functional tool, um, feng shui that is, um, that could be used across multiple areas of my life.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because you're cancer, am I right? Mm -hmm. And that's like all about home and just feeling grounded and like cozy in your space. So I love that you're just like fully embodying that. And yeah, Tay, you're so intuitive too. Like, being able to pick up on energies and just like, like call it out, be like, something's not right here. Like we got to change this. And, uh, if anyone ever has the pleasure of seeing Taylor's home, uh, well, probably will on Instagram or something, but it's just gorgeous. And like you walk in and it's just like, I feel grounded. I feel safe. I feel, so cozy. Like I could just cozy up on a tea and chat with you forever. So you definitely did something absolutely right there.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. And you are welcome anytime, but you already know that. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay. So I feel that
0: probably most people have heard of feng shui or maybe heard those words, but maybe that's just because to me, it's, it feels kind of common, but for those who don't know what is the study or the school or the teaching of feng shui is there yeah like something we can sort of define there I know it's about spaces and homes and like directions but maybe for someone who
1: don't doesn't know what it is Mm -hmm, absolutely so feng shui is really all about understanding the way that you interact with your environment and it's really all about the re- relationship between the energies of Mother Nature and people and our surroundings. So Feng Shui is really all about where you are and when it is, like what time period, um, and really like how you're feeling in that moment and what that chapter is for you. And setting up your environment in a way that is most cohesive to that. And something that a lot of people might not know is feng shui is not a religion. Some people um, think that's what it is. Um, and it's actually a 5,000 year old practice that's based on an ancient Chinese book, which is called the I Ching. And it translates to the book of changes. Mm. Um, and it also comes from Taoist philosophy. So yeah, it's really about embracing the change and really bringing uh, mother nature into that as well.
0: Okay. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just how, how you describe that. Like, it's like, it, it, yeah, it's, it's orienting yourself and your being with your physical environment and yeah, incorporating nature because we are nature and we live on planet earth and really like aligning your energy and your physical life experience to, to have the best energetic sort of movement, right? And flow. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I guess for those listening, like if you walk into a room and we probably all have different needs. I mean, personally, like I need a lot of windows and light, but I know, well, I don't know, but I think that might have something to do with like energy coming in and out, but Maybe I'm wrong there, but like some people like, you know, darker homes or like they paint their walls dark blue and then some people it's white and and there must be a bit of an intuitive process for people when it comes to designing their home. If, if, if they pay attention, I guess, of, you know, what they're drawn to and maybe that's maybe that's linked to what they need.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In a lot of cases, it can be. Like, for example, myself, I really need the element of wood in my life. Um, It's really lacking in my birth chart. Um, And so in colors, green is related to wood. And uh, anyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with green, whether it's clothes, whether it's the cabinets in my house, whether it's my bedding. And so I think a lot of people subconsciously know that they might be lacking something and they bring it in. Um, But also, and I'll get dive into this a little bit later is, you know, a lot of people think that just because something is aesthetic, that it's actually good feng shui, and it's totally opposite, you know, a room can look beautiful, but you could have stuff in places that is really not doing you favors. Mm. (laughs) So diving into that is something that i'm you know really intrigued into
0: yeah it's it's interesting yeah we'll definitely have to talk about cuz we each have our own personal needs and like it's you know i kind of see the parallels in astrology too because um there's there's four elements in astrology i i can't i can't remember how many elements are um in feng shui but um, yeah like if there's you know someone with a lot of water or a lot of fire like I'll recommend in a reading like you know spending time by water might be helpful for you to like s- sort of s- balance out the extra elements you have so is it kind of similar for specific people in their homes?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah so in feng shui there's five elements and yeah we we look at um depending how you know in depth people want to go and what exactly they're looking to achieve but you could read your birth chart and figure out what elements you have too much of or not enough of and then you know um, plan your environment your surroundings according to that That is so helpful. (laughs) I feel like
0: everyone needs a consultation (laughs) with a feng shui consultant such as yourself. Um, But seriously, like it's, you know, we all the same way we all have physiological, like body needs and like emotional needs and maybe spiritual needs to help us in this life. The whole home is a is whole aspect, like how much time do you spend in your home, you know, especially now, like with working from home.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: your office space, hello, like you could have, you know, the wrong, well, I won't say the wrong, but maybe a not helpful color or um, direction you're facing or a mirror in a certain spot. And it's like throwing money out the window.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, as we've all spent a lot more time at home, I think it's important to really ground not only in your home, but also the outside of your home as well. Wow. Okay. We can get into like landscaping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brick colors and paint colors and all that stuff. Um, okay. So I have a question. So I, Feng Shui is connected to like the the year starts at a different time than our Gregorian calendar. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe what this year might bring through the lens of feng shui?
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So um, in 2023, uh, the new moon occurs in China on January 22nd, uh, which marks uh, the start of the lunar new year. So that is January 22nd, 2023. And Later on today, we're actually going to talk about another school of feng shui that's called Flying Star, and the annual Flying Stars take into effect February 4th, and so what we usually do is from the end of December, um, we can begin up until February 4th, you would start making these changes for your Flying Star and have them done by February 4th, so that's kind of a another part of a new year, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that the lunar calendar starts, um, yeah, the new moon in Aquarius. (laughs) I know it well. Um, I have it in EST, so I think it's the 21st, but in China it would be the 22nd. Um, and then, yeah, there's a full moon, um, two weeks after. So I'm so it's interesting because even in astrology too, there's like, uh, Western astrology, but then there's like Vedic astrology, and like there's just different, you know, ways to interpret more or less like the same energy, mm-hmm. um, but it all really overlaps, I find. So I know that last year, because there's always an animal, right? I think people have probably, you know, uh, what year were you born? The year of the, you know, ox or the dog? I I I don't know them all, um but last year I would know was a tiger. And then there's an element associated with that. What's the shift this year for 2023?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year was a water tiger. Um, and, you know, tigers, as most of us will know, are really like fierce, really go-getter. So last year could have been quite intense. Um, and um, I don't want to say confrontational, but yeah, when you think of a tiger, <laughs> you know, You think of intense, you think of fast paced, you think of maybe acting before they, you know, really thought things through. They like to pounce. Um, Whereas this year is represented by the water rabbit. So, you know, when we think of a rabbit, we think of like quiet and maybe polite and, you know, um, really behind the scenes. Um, and rabbits are known, um, to live a very long life. So, um, in feng shui, they represent longevity. Um, and you know, the rabbit, while it's less fierce, it's also very sly, like a fox, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're behind the scenes. So Mm -hmm. a lot more of a calm year, but definitely still some action going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah and it's and again I even see that through astrology um and I can see the parallels in numerology as well where we were just in um a 6 year which is a little bit more ground well I don't even know if grounded is the word but it kind of reminds me um it's about getting organized and like uh, being a little bit more diligent and then like the seven years more like pleasant and kind of receptive in a way and I am vi- like totally generalizing here there's so many more details of course and I'm sure you can say the same too with like the 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 uh tiger energy and the rabbit like we can go deep I'm sure Um, but yeah it's I'm I'm kind of feeling the lighter energy and I know I guess it hasn't quite started but we're still sort of you know, feeling the lingerings of 2022, but I think yeah, as we get into February, like things really start to shift. So, um, that's a nice message. Let's embrace the, the rabbit <laughs> mm-hmm. energy. That's excellent. Um, okay. So then we were going to talk a little bit about, cause I, everyone has their own you know, like uh, you, if you were born in the year, like I was born in the year of the monkey. um, mm. And then how deep does it go in terms of your personal, like, I don't even know what it's called, like your personal year in feng shui. Like
1: what does, what does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I love about feng shui is similar to an iPhone. It can be as easy and simple as you want it to be or you can go as deep as you'd like and you know get tools that most people don't even know exist (laughs) right so in terms of like you as a person we can go so deep into you know reading your birth chart really really analyzing that similar to you know astrology human design numerology whatever it may be um but yes, everyone is going to be so different. But one of the big um, differences would be that you talked about is different years that you're born. So um, for 1992s, for example, like you said, you're a monkey, there's a lot that we would talk about based on the monkey itself. So you're Mm -hmm. a separate monkey within that, but at least you're still in that generalization, if that makes sense. Kind of like, you know, if you're a cancer, there's Mm -hmm. kind of a, preset description for you, if you may. hmm Yeah.
0: So okay, how can we like are there any um uh directions or elements or things like the collective can uh maybe focus on or take note of this year? Do you know any of those? I know because I know there's so much information.
1: Um mm-hmm.
0: but yeah like what Should we all turn our desks one way? Probably not. I mean, we all have our own chart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll do it. Let's say I'll do a generalization for the sake of everyone. Um, Let's talk about 1992s because that's what Kelsey is. That is a monkey, like we said. So if you're born in 1992 and you're a woman, your personal energy number is seven. There's a different formula to calculate women's and men's today we're just going to talk about the ladies <laughs> so based on this number seven I know Kelsey's life luck areas using a compass in her home so um I would use uh, a compass from Canadian Tire something like that you know what you used in girl guides beavers whatever you took or you can also use a phone compass they're just not as reliable mm. so we would look at the life-luck areas, which include wealth or success, health, love and relationships, and personal growth and career. And then the not-so-good ones are small accidents, disagreements, legal issues, and total loss. Mm-hmm. So each year, um, those good and bad directions will change and what you would do is you would use a compass in your house to find out where each direction is to find out if you should move some of the stuff that's in the corner elsewhere. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we we all need to get a compass. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And so your your personal energy number, which is called a gua number, is like your foundation. These directions and sectors are essentially forever um but then like I talked about how things change each year that's called flying star so what we could talk about is I can go over the good directions that are your forever ones and then I can talk about the flying star ones and a couple directions to really focus on this year if and if that's what you're interested in
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if that's not too much time, we can also just talk about this year. Um, Sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll focus on this year.
1: So according to this year, there are different um, directions and sectors that are slightly different. Um, There's wealth, relationships, victory and transformation, long-term success, heavenly luck, disagreements, accidents, betrayal, and misfortune. So for anyone who's born in 1992, (laughs) who is a monkey, listen up. And you know what? I should say that you could also be born in 1980. You could also be born in 1968. Mm. So the Southwest this year brings double luck, meaning from your personal energy number, it represents health. But the flying star for this year, it represents victory and transformation, And the element of the Southwest is Earth. So in the Southwest, we really want to be adding fire because that's the element that creates Earth. Or we want to add more Earth to this direction. So you're adding Earth to the Southwest. And that could be something like um, pottery, crystals, stones, Um, earthy landscape photos that don't have a lot of greenery or water all those types of things
0: okay Mm -hmm. okay okay that's good to know is that interesting or is that confusing no no no. southwest (laughs) it's like for yeah for 92 southwest but it's just like I'm just like sitting here thinking, oh my gosh! Like everybody could you benefit from this information for their year and mm-hmm. their birth chart? Um. So what? And I think you because we were speaking about this the other day. It's it's there's it's called something else other than a birth chart, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So it's called a patchy patchy or batzy. It depends, um. I don't know exactly the difference, but yeah, it's a birth, it's a Chinese slash feng shui birth chart. Okay. Um, so,
0: and would you get a reading say, or have someone come to your home like once a year? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, cause the, the energy shifts every year, right. For the collective and there's, you know, certain directions that contain, um, yeah, on the flying star, like different, um, they hold different like life aspects. Like you said, like there's wealth and there's relationships and there's success. And then there's, you know, bad luck, more or, <laughs> or less disagreements. So that changes
1: every year. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, um, what I recommend is, like I said, the personal energy number would be everyone's foundation. That is kind of what you want to lay out first, just like mm. when you build a house. And then the, um, the flying star is more like furniture within that home. It changes each year. Oh, okay. Okay. So think of like your energy number is the physical home. It does not move. It does not change. And your flying star is the furniture inside and it moves. So I would absolutely recommend changing your house every year, Um, like I said, during that time of the end of December up until February, to really, really, really harness in the goodness that the following year will be bringing. Okay. Wow. Life-changing information. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is why, I mean, I never knew this before, but I'm so drawn to rearranging stuff about every six to 12 months. Yes. Intuitively, we just kind of know that change has to come.
0: A hundred percent. I like, I always was rearranging my room. Yes. Same as you every like, yeah, six to 12 months. I just did it um the house I live in is pretty small right now so there's not a lot to work with though (laughs) uh putting the vibes out there for a bigger space hopefully in the next few months but yeah I just rearranged our room again and I'm like I said to my partner the other day I was like just so you know like you're in for like a lifetime of this like we're
1: rearranging all
0: the time (laughs) because and sometimes that literally means taking apart furniture
1: um but
0: like sorry not sorry (laughs)
1: Oh, girl, I've moved so many things at this point and my boyfriend is just used to it. But you know what? He'll be the first to admit that he notices a huge difference when things get moved. Um, And he's also very intuitive and is getting good at, you know, knowing where things are supposed to go, according to Feng Shui. So, yes, you know, partners out there yeah yeah
0: you kind of got to get the whole family on board I mean I I presume that that's where like we add layers to it right like then you want to consider consider your partner's chart and your kids chart but like you know you do what you can't <laughs> don't want like, to like obsess but um yeah just like moving a plant into a different corner or your salt lamp or your crystals or um what whatever it is, like. Mm-hmm
1: like this, a big one. Oh, sorry go ahead no
0: no go ahead
1: for a big one last me last year for me for example was I had this beautiful snake plant in my room in this corner and it looked so nice and I sent my mentor some photos of my room and you know I explained to her just because she wasn't super familiar with my home what the directions were and she was like Taylor you need to get that plant out of your bedroom for you all you're doing is enhancing your illness this year like you got to get it out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. She's like red flag snake plant got to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. And now that wouldn't be advice for everyone. So if yeah. you have if you have plants in your bedroom right now, I'm not telling you to take them out, but yeah. they can be a draining energy or they can be enhancing something that you don't want to enhance. So you know, okay. back to what I talked about, just because something looks beautiful somewhere doesn't actually mean it's good feng shui. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, everyone who is uh, trying to be an Instagram or TikTok designer these days by DIYing their homes, i.e. <laughs> myself um, <laughs> on a energetic and spiritual level. Um, it might look good, but it might not be the best for you okay
0: good to, <laughs> good to know
1: okay well thank you tay so
0: much for sharing this i feel we're probably going to have more episodes on the subject and potentially offerings or collabs we'll see um but in the meantime what do you have any offerings coming up and how can people find you
1: mhm absolutely um, so right now, the best way to find me would be on Instagram and my handle is at Tay underscore living well. Um, I'm about to open up my books for business and at the moment I'll be offering in person and virtual consultations for your living space. Um, anyone who's going to be in Bali from February to May, I'll be there. If you have a home that you'd like me to come see, <laughs> hit me up. If not, uh virtual is the way to go. Um and you can send me a DM for that. More offerings, including birth chart reading, to come uh later on this winter, early spring.
0: This is so exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait for um yeah, we'll have to have you on for sure once uh once those birth chart consultations are ready to be launched. But yeah, if you're in Bali, find Tay, find her on Instagram. And, um, that's a very aesthetically pleasing place often, but (laughs) you might come in and be like, uh, yeah, I know that you want it to look like this, but you need some, you need some earth in here or something.
1: (laughs) You never, ever know. You'll have to, you'll have to book me to find out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you for having me.